This is the Procedures Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. Today, we are going to go over five quick tips on the art of effective communication. Communication is an essential skill that influences every part of our lives, from personal relationships to professional success. Get ready to learn five quick, valuable techniques to enhance your communication abilities and unlock the power of meaningful connections. So, tip number one, active listening. Active listening. Effective communication starts with active listening. By truly listening to others, we show respect, build trust, and gain a deeper understanding of their perspective. So, thinking of a few ways we can show or practice active listening. Number one, making eye contact. When you're actually looking at somebody, uh, when they're talking, making eye contact, it helps you to engage yourself physically, which then will engage you mentally and really put you into that conversation because you're not looking around being distracted by other things. You're focusing on the person that's talking to you with the eye contact. Continuing on, number two, using open-ended questions. So rather than deciding using a closed-end question and saying, hey, you know, here's the, the answer. It's a yes or no question. You either tell me yes or no and I get the information I need. You let them expand upon it. Hey, you know, yes or no and why? Or phrase the question in a way that lets them give you more of their side of the conversation. So you're looking them in the eyes and you're letting them expand upon what they want to say and what they're feeling or what's going on and not just making it a close and shut kind of thing. And then it gives you a chance to practice that active listening because you need to listen. Mr. Bean, I believe you said it before or maybe even a couple times, but listen as if there was a test at the end. So let them, you know, I think this is a, a huge key to active listening, letting them say what they want to say, making eye contact, and then really paying attention as if you had to take a test at the end of it. And the third thing about active listening is uh, practicing empathy um, and and, you know, really trying to imagine what the person's feeling or going through or their perspective on something um, through that active listening, which is hard to do if you're not paying attention. And so being conscious to make sure you're actually paying attention, actively listening, so you can have empathy for that person as they're talking to you. And that's, you know, I think what we would would call tip number one is that that active listening is going to make you better at communicating. And tip number two is be clear and concise with your communication. Clear and concise communication is crucial to conveying your messages effectively. You want to make sure that you are clear and concise as you are talking to people so there's no kind of questions as to what you need them to do or what your um, your list is for them or what you're trying to get them to understand. Be clear and concise. And part of that is using simple language. You want to use easy to understand words. You don't want to use jargon or ambiguous fra- phrases as you're talking, especially if you if you are talking to your subordinates or if you're talking to your your higher-ups, your manager or something, you want to use clear and concise language so that there's no misconceptions about the point that you're trying to make. Also, part of that being clear and concise is being able to structure your communication for maximum impact and engage those people that you're talking to. You want to make sure that they are able to be with you on all of the steps that you're talking about. You don't want to talk and use language that is, you know, sounds, makes makes you sound like you're important or makes you sound like you're 
you're smarter than what you are. Just use language that everybody can understand. Don't use use phrases or specific jargon they may not understand. Be very clear and concise. Use simple language, and that will help you um, be clear and concise. You know, and of of course, part of this is you want to impress or discuss the importance of your thoughts and why you choose those words that you're using, right? So be clear and concise. Use specific words as you're talking. Make it very, there's no, there's no question about the meaning of the thought that you're putting forth in that talk. So again, tip two is be clear and concise. And as I think we all have, have learned over time, or hopefully we're all aware of, not all of our communication is done through words, which brings us to tip number three, your nonverbal communication. Nonverbal cues play a significant role as we're talking to other people and trying to communicate with them. Thinking about your body language, your facial expression, your tone of voice, all those things can either enhance or detract from the message you're trying to make. So first of all, body language. If you're talking to someone and they have their arms crossed, they have their hands on their hips, they're they 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 are, are very rigid and tight and you can see that physically in their body, well, you're gonna think that they're either upset or they're frustrated or they don't want to talk to you or they're they're anxious to leave the conversation and, and vice versa. If you hold yourself and you you uh, you know your body language says that to somebody, it might be contrary to what you're saying. Or if you're trying to convey that message, holding your body in that specific position could help you to convey that message. So again, they can either enhance or detract from your message and really mastering your nonverbal communication and using it the way you want to is a huge component of communication. In fact, sometimes you can communicate without words just by your nonverbal communication, the way you, you're holding your body, your facial expression. Again, those are both, both very important. And I know we're all familiar with the idea of you know, a facial expression, not expressing the, the feeling that you might be having. So when you're actively listening and you're, you're hearing what someone has to say, making the eye contact, maybe put on a smile or put on a concerned, not a concerned as in like a scared kind of face, but a concerned as if you actually care. You have the empathy of, of listening to what someone's doing. Or again, just make sure that your, your, your face and your body are conveying what you're trying to say or when you're listening, the way you feel about something. If you're making a mean, nasty face when you're saying something nice, well, that's contrary to what you're saying. Or if you make a mean, nasty face when you say something mean and nasty, it helps to drive home that point. So again, I, you know, I don't want to overemphasize one or the other. You can use your nonverbal communication to enhance or to take away from what you're talking about. And depending on what you're you're trying to do what you're trying to communicate and you can use it both ways, you know, and in, in ways that we can kind of make those two things work the same way. Make sure that your nonverbal signals align with your intended communication is a huge part to being an effective communicator. And it helps to ensure that clarity and conciseness that we talked about as well. So tip number three, nonverbal communication is very important when we're talking about being good communicators. And tip number four is emotional intelligence and empathy. Emotional intelligence and empathy are essential component, components to effective communication. So think about 
how you understand and acknowledge emotions, both in yourself and in others. So you're talking to somebody, being aware of your emotions as you're talking. It's, you, I'm sure you've heard it's not just how you, it's not just what you say, but it's how you say it. Well, that's part of the emotional intelligence that I'm talking about. And then, of course, as you are talking, that's important, but it's just as important in that other person. You can, like in tip number three, we talked about nonverbal communication. Use those nonverbal communications to inform you on how the other person is taking the things that you're telling them, whether you're telling them bad news or good news or whatever. Part of that emotional intelligence is being aware of your own emotions along with the emotions of others. Now, of course, you want to foster meaningful connections as you are communicating with people. You want to learn how to express empathy and validate emotions to create a supportive and open communication environment. Again, that is both within you. So that is key to you being, uh, I would say, tactful in your develop, in your um, deploying, in your um, communication with others. As you're communicating with others, it's very, very important how you go about sometimes touchy subjects. Sometimes it's important to how you are communicating ways that that person can improve. So you're giving them feedback on, hey, as opposed to, hey, you screwed this up. This is your fault. We're in the, no, you know, you be tactful as you're giving that information. And all of that stems from having emotional intelligence and having empathy, both in your communication to others and their side of it as well. So it's kind of like you're putting yourself in their shoes. How would you want this information told to you? That is very important as far as being a efficient communicator. So again, tip number four is emotional intelligence and empathy. And speaking of those emotional intelligence and empathy, when you sometimes don't use it the right way, you're going to create conflict. Or sometimes when you didn't even mean to, you create conflict. So tip number five is conflict resolution. Conflict is an inevitable part of communication, but it can also be an opportunity for growth and understanding. Knowing how to navigate conflicts constructively, using your active listening, using appropriate nonverbal communication, clarity and conciseness, exercising your emotional intelligence, and really tapping into your empathy can be a huge part of avoiding these conflicts or sometimes more often than not resolving the conflict because sometimes it's hard to avoid or sometimes you don't know why there's a conflict because there was poor communication. So being able to resolve the conflicts is important. Sometimes using uh, different statements during your conflict instead of, uh, you know, talking about using I statements and saying, I feel this way or I did this or I have this perspective rather than attacking the person like you mentioned earlier as a better way to kind of resolve that conflict because you're no longer pointing the blame, you're accepting the blame and then trying to communicate your way through the conflict or whatever's happening. And, you know, trying to find a solution that's win-win for both people. If you can, don't let one person come out on top over the other person. Um, you know, try to make it a win-win for both of you and come to a resolution that is either benefits both people, both people are happy with, or something that you can walk away from not holding that bad taste in your mouth because you're able to resolve that that conflict is going to be very important when you're communicating with other people. You know, and, and sometimes, like we talked about, or like I mentioned, 
transforming that conflict into a chance for collaboration and really strengthening your relationships. You know, if you have a conflict over an idea or or uh, maybe even uh, a preference rather than fighting strongly for your idea or your preference, maybe, you know, hear the other person out, hear what they have to say, hear what their ideas, hear what their preferences. And, and even if it's contrary to what you want, give it a try because you, you don't know if that's actually something that's going to be a little bit better than what you had decided on, or you may end up liking it more than what you decided on. And if you just stick to your side, you're never going to know. And so maybe the one way to end that conflict is kind of collaborate, work with the other person. And then at the end, if you guys can have a constructive conversation and walk away in a win-win situation, I would guarantee that that relationship is going to be not only saved, but possibly made better because you're able to go through that difficult conversation and come out on the other side without the negative feelings per se and have that win-win scenario and, and you're able to effectively communicate your way through that conflict so that both people can walk away and, and not feel terrible about what just happened. And, you know, like I said, conflict is a inevitable part of communication, whether it was from poor communication or it was for whatever reason, it's going to happen. And so having tools in your toolbox to deal with those conflicts is, is vital. You know, if you, if you constantly turn into a brick wall in a conversation, you're never going to find a way to get past that, that difference. And it's just going to be harder for you as you're trying to become an effective communicator. So tip number five, invest in some, some kind of tactics and tools for conflict resolution. So in conclusion, I'm going to list off those five quick tips again. Num tip number one is active listening. Tip number two is be clear and concise. Tip number three is nonverbal communication. Tip number four is emotional intelligence and empathy. Tip number five is conflict conflict resolution. Again, if you can master these or at least understand the bare minimum of these even will greatly increase your effectiveness as you are communicating your points, your, your ideas, your mindset to those people that you are talking with. Until next time, be prestigious.